Hey everybody, welcome to BAMCast Extra, episode 93. Yeah. We're back. Uh, we've got a soundtrack accompanying us for this episode. It's appropriate. Yes, because... There, uh, there's an end of the world storm happening right now. Yeah, it is. Uh, the world is ending outside and in because we just got done watching 1998's Armageddon. Yeah. It's uh, the next Michael Bay movie that was picked by the fans. Mm-hmm. Fans of Bamcast Extra. Uh, so, Armageddon. Man. All right. Before we start, anything else? Yeah. Um, if, if for anyone who's paid long time attention to the Bamfcast and, uh-huh. our, and our, our opinions over time, yes, I have always said, eh, Armageddon. Right. It's not as good as Deep Impact. Okay. And while I still maintain Deep Impact is a film, uh huh, Armageddon is one fucking hell of a movie. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is that film versus movie argument, and they are totally different movies. And I apologize because <laughs> I was so wrong. Yeah. For, anyway, for as similar as those two movies are, they mm-hmm. are in, also entirely right. different. Well, that's what I'm saying. I mean, like, Armageddon is, or I'm sorry, Deep Impact is like, oh, this is dramatic. This is, yeah. uh, you know, like. How are the people on Earth handling this? It's the it's the signs to war of the worlds, you know, where it's like, hey, how does this affect like five, six people, you know, with some shots of, you know, mass destruction? Yeah, this is like this is my Michael Bay. Yes. He's going to blow some shit up. Yeah. And he does. Yeah. A lot. Yeah. Uh, Normally, we go through the cast. There are so many people in this movie, it would take the entire podcast to do that. Mm-hmm. So we will just talk about people as they come up. Sure. There are just so many people in this. Yeah. Uh, people I forgot were in this. People that yeah. don't even get credits in the beginning where they, so that they can show up and be sort of a surprise. Yeah. The, the opening credits are a bit of a revelation for if you have not seen Armageddon in a while. Not just the cast, but like when you see that it was co-written by J.J. Abrams, you're like, wait, what? Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I didn't know that. I didn't, well, I didn't remember that. Or, yeah. 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 So... But there were like seven credited people with story and everything. So who knows who did what? But But on the surface, if for some reason you don't know what Armageddon is about and you haven't been living on this planet for the last 20 years, um, which is possible. It's possible, I suppose. (laughs) Uh, Basically, big ass meteor is coming to Earth. Uh, The opening opening credits liken it to the one that wiped out the dinosaurs. Mm -hmm. Uh, Later, they tell us it's the size of Texas. Yep. And the plan is to launch a shuttle uh, because the only way to stop it is to send up a deep, uh, a like deep Earth drilling team mm-hmm. to bore 800 feet into this asteroid, plant a nuke, split it in two, and have it bypass the Earth on either side. Right, and probably fuck up Venus entirely. <laughs> ah, fuck Venus. <laughs> no, yeah. no. I mean, Chuck, you do realize that like the planets are not like behind each other all the time. No, like, I know, but they're they, when they split off at that level, they're both. No, I know there's a lot of space out there's there. There's a lot of space. I'm just pretend like okay. I wanted a post credit scene of just like and then Venus gets yeah. obliterated. Hmm. But I understand. All right. I understand space. Okay. I well, get I get space. This movie doesn't from time to time, but it doesn't matter because this movie's all about having fun. Like, okay, so <laughs> we usually kind of work through it in order, but I, I I want you to mention what you saw at the very end of the credits because I think that's hilarious. Okay, well, I'd never <laughs> seen this credit before. I've seen credits similar to it, but uh there was a credit saying that NASA, while Contributing to the film creatively and with logos and scientific advisory and stuff like that in no way endorses the actions of anything in this movie, which is pretty impressive. It's it's walking a delicate line of just mm-hmm. like, here's all our stuff. Yeah, NASA, we're a real thing. But no, this bullshit. None of this would ever happen ever. No one would ever act this way. So please, no. Mm-hmm. Um, this is not how anything in science works. Yes. <laughs> because, yeah, from... 
this this puts the fiction in science fiction. This is this mm-hmm. is just like man, no, none of this, no. So I, <laughs> of all the things I you know I've nitpicked over the years, I I, I will go ahead and start. I'll, I'll get all my negative shit out of the way. Okay, like things that we've we've brought up before that uh-huh. are like okay, you know the moments in the movies. Let, let me back up. There are some people that watch movies, and it's like one thing will happen, a factual inconsistency, a goof, if you will, if you're <laughs> the IMDb, yeah, a goof. and they're just like, this movie's terrible, I fucking hate it. Yeah. You know, like, this movie has a plethora. Hmm. So there are multiple times you could go and just be like, nah, this is fucking stupid, this yep. movie's dumb. Yep. Mine, one of mine was... <laughs> When William Fickner, who is in this movie, who, you know, turns and is like, oh, I had I had secret orders to just blow the nuke on the surface. Yeah. Um, you know, calls out and does all the things and goes to a little locker, punches in a code and takes out a, a handgun that's in the sh- shuttle that they're on. Yep. And it's just sitting there. Like, yeah. I mean, this the, the inside of this locker is basically the size of a shoebox. Right. But still. And, and this is the same shuttle that has not only just launched, which is, you know, and then pulled uh, almost 12 G's going slingshotting around the moon, mm-hmm. um, then crash landed onto this asteroid. And it's still just sitting there like not secured. Not, you know, <laughs> like anyway, it's a pretty safe gun. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, that was always mine. That was the one thing I remember just like, oh, fuck, what mm-hmm. the hell? But mm-hmm. yeah, I. So we were probably an hour and 45 minutes into this movie mm-hmm. before I was like, wait, hold on. Because uh, mine was always there's Gatling guns on the front of these these moon buggies that they've mm-hmm. got. And I'm like, first of all, throughout all of the training and them like stripping all the parts off of these things, you know, because they're experts and NASA doesn't know anything. Mm-hmm. No one ever said, why are there guns on the front of this? But then just all of a sudden, there are guns on the front of this because Ben Affleck has to shoot out the side of their crashed shuttle to drive out of it. Uh-huh. And it's like, why are there guns on it? Like, what the, were they thinking they were going to shoot? They're Mooney guns. <laughs> I just... <laughs> Sorry. I mean, it's, you know... It's a mini gun. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, 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 I do, because I do like, he had to shoot his way outside of the shuttle, and you never know. You're right. You may have to shoot out the walls of the shuttle, so yeah. here's a Gatlin gun. Right. Here's Jesse Ventura's gun from Predator. <laughs> We've strapped it to the front of your moon buggy. Uh-huh. I, I do like that when uh, uh, William Fickner does produce a gun, and they have the, the standoff over the nuke, uh-huh. uh, it, Will Patton is basically like, why do you have a gun in, in space? space? <laughs> I think, like... In going in in revisiting this, <laughs> that's the thing that those are the little kind of lines. All right, because early on, like actually the first time you see Bill Fichtner, hmm. um, they're doing one of many slow mo shots, all of the right stuff, you know, where they're all like walking in, you know, tw- in, in slow mo towards in, the camera, in, yeah, in a Reservoir dog style, all yep. side, you know, walking hand by hand, kind of towards the camera, mm-hmm. and Bill Fichtner ha- delivers this really bad line, which. I pray is not one of the J.J. Abrams contributions to this movie, <laughs> but he's like, talk about the wrong stuff. And I was just like, come on, Bill Fickner, you're better than this. And then you you thankfully reminded me that he is also the same one who is going to declare later in the movie that Steve Buscemi has space dementia. <laughs> so, yeah. yes, you, you take the good, you take the bad, right? You take um, the all and there you have Armageddon. Yeah, there are probably five lines of dialogue in this movie that are just just the absolute worst, just mm-hmm. cringeworthy bullshit. And that is. That's William Fickner's introduction into the film. Yeah. He just kind of steps out and is just like, talk about the wrong stuff. It's just like, you fucking asshole. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like, your your NASA squad should launch you into the sun. Look, I, I'm not defending the line because it's a bad line. However, <laughs> I, I think it's intentionally bad because it's trying to lead you down the path of fuck this guy. 
Maybe. Like, it, it's trying to get you on that side before he does the heel turn and then the I face th- turn after the heel turn. Yeah. You know, and so like it's just like it's like, oh, fuck this guy. Who? Why, no human would ever say that. I think there's a better way to say that line. Sure. I think just like talk about the wrong stuff. Huh? You know, it's yeah. just like that's the wrong way to do it, it. Am I right, guys? You need like one of his idiots behind him to high five him like, yeah, you're right. You know, you need that. But. They just leave him hanging. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that's that's a bad line of dialogue. But it it's still not as hooray, stupid bad as when he just basically looks straight in the camera sincerely and says he has space dementia. Yeah. <laughs> Talking about Steve Buscemi, which, again, so they've gone through all this training. So much training, in fact, it seems like they're wasting a lot of time mm-hmm. throughout the first like third of this movie. And no one ever mentioned, it's quite possible one of you might come down with space dementia. Like, maybe we need to introduce this concept so you know what to look for. Okay, so I don't <laughs> want to rattle off the entire cast, but just, all right, backing up, only because I want to mention some people in this. In the very opening scenes are, you know, well, after you get the little, like, backstory of the asteroid killing the dinosaurs, which mm-hmm. has a very uh, narration by... Charlton Heston. Is that Charlton Heston? Yes, okay, I was like, I was like, I feel like I should know who this voice is, and I'm sure it's somebody famous. I just couldn't place yep. it. Okay, so anyway, Charlton Heston. Anyone who knows about Armageddon, it's yeah, good old Chuck Heston, the, the Omega Man. Okay, <laughs> um, <laughs> but you know, New York destruction happens first, which you get Eddie Griffin on a bicycle talking to a dog named yeah. James Brown, I believe, or uh, no, uh, Little Richard, Little, Little Richard. Yeah. I was like, shit, yeah, okay, yeah, Little Richard, and, and um, and and then uh, Mr. Cooper, <laughs> Mark uh, Curry, is that yes, his name? Mark, yeah. Curry. Mark Curry is driving a cab. So it's just like right off the bat, it's like, hey, you, hey, you, you know, like not giant stars, just like, you know, p- little like people you can name in, in little bit roles in this, mm-hmm. like, you know, while they blow up parts of New York, which are, yes. you know, unfortunately very ill timed now because um, yes. this came out in 98. But uh, correct. Because, yeah, I mean, there there's quite literally a shot of like asteroids having hit both of the Twin Towers. Yeah. And it's just like, eh, well, geez, I know you, you didn't know. But this is what you did. Yeah. You, you blew up landmarks. Right. Anyway, um, um, so all that happens. And then it's like NASA's on, you know, full alert. Like Billy Bob Thornton is the mission control specialist. So we're he's like our main cipher for NASA. Yes. And Keith David is our main cipher for like the military slash, you know, talking he's, to the he's president. The White House liaison, yeah. basically. And didn't you say it's the same president as The Rock? It is. Yes. Okay. So it's The Rock Cinematic Universe or. Uh, yeah. 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 <laughs> sure. Yes. The Bay, the Bay verse. This, this president has had some shit go down yeah. on his watch. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm just I'm, like I said, I'm, I'm dropping some names only so that we can get to the core haha, cast of um <laughs> of people being the the drillers which is bruce willis yeah. will, will Patton, uh, ben affleck um yep. stupid shimmy michael clark duncan owen wilson who am i forgetting uh that's the main like yeah that's i mean there, there's some other people but it's like you know they're kind of like uh that guy yeah y- yeah um there are a couple just dudes hanging out in the background right uh and Liv Tyler is Bruce Willis's daughter yep. and is for some reason lives on the oil rig with a bunch of dudes. Um, but she's like the she works there. She's the face of the yeah. company. Like, so like when because people Bruce come, Willis is a fucking idiot, right? Because like they have like Japanese mis- businessmen come visit while like they strike oil and it's everything's exploding on this oil, oil rig. So mm-hmm. there's all of that craziness as the military comes and gets them. Yeah. And they go to meet Billy Bob Thornton, who's yeah. like, yeah, hey, we came up with this plan. By the way, the plan uh, was implemented by Jason Isaacs, who's just He's built as like the smartest guy on the earth, basically. Yes. You know, because like the Keith David's like the president's advisor said we should just launch all our nukes and, you know, knock it, uh, you know, out of the. And he's like, that's not going to work. Yeah. He's like, think about a firecracker. 
you know he explains you, it quite yeah. well i mean it's like you hold a firecracker in your hand you're gonna burn your hand a little bit but you close your hand it's like no more hand right you know your wife's gonna be opening ketchup bottles for you yes. <laughs> i just like that, that expression but why that of all things well you know it's a good visual <laughs> also another uh, uh offhanded joke mm-hmm. <laughs> um <laughs> is that uh will Patton and but bruce willis are talking about the when he, uh, bruce willis catches ben affleck sleeping with or you know in the bed with Liv tyler yep. and threatens to shoot him with a shotgun and he's like, I'm just going to like shoot a foot. He can still be, he can still work. He's like, what, what about so-and-so? He's like, only had one hand. He, he worked just fine. And Will Patton's like, yeah, but he didn't work that well. Yeah, he wasn't that good. <laughs> he wasn't that good. <laughs> just, there's yeah. several, you know. There's a like, lot of off-handed, just little off-handed. Huh? Yeah, that's that's yeah. why I said that. It's, yeah. yeah. They're just little comments here and there that, right. that work. Anyway. It's, so, it's refreshing to go back in time to a point when Bruce Willis gave a shit, like you said. Absolutely. Oh, my God. Like, right off the bat, it's just like, holy shit, yeah. I, I missed real Bruce Willis. Yeah. So, I mean, like, he's doing an accent, mm-hmm. which is spotty, but still acting, you know, and yeah. seems like he gives a shit, which is it's just something I can't say about Bruce Willis for the last 10 years. I can't figure out what point it is. I mean, I feel like, was it around Sixth Sense? Like, I mean, I know Sixth Sense, like, it kind of makes sense because, you know, wh- what the plot of the movie was, mm-hmm. but... All of a sudden, it's just like his entire demeanor is just like I, the only thing I could think of is constipated. Like that's what he looks like all the time. Just like I got a pain. I haven't shit in three days. <laughs> like everything hurts and everything sucks. <laughs> and that's his whole demeanor. Like like six cents post. I, I feel so. The six cents is weird. It's kind of hard to judge because of the the way the character right. was. Unbreakable was more. That guy was super stoic and and just mm-hmm. didn't have any kind of emotional anything. Right. And then I feel like everything after that was just Bruce Willis no longer gives a shit. Yeah. I mean, you could even argue like, I mean, as even though there's dumb, fun shit in it, but like, I don't what year was Die Hard for? That was the, several years after that, this. Yeah. Because I mean, like he that was probably the first time where I was like, you're not John McClane anymore. Yeah. Like you're 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 taking this shit way too serious and all of that. You know, like, it's, yeah, that was 2007. Four was the, yeah. the one with the Mac guy and everything. Yeah. OK, yeah. shit. I didn't think that was that late, but all right. I don't know. It's just it arguably the last 10, at least 10 years, but probably closer to 15 mm-hmm. is like we've gotten the constipated Bruce Willis instead of like this one. He still cared. Yeah. You know, there was still there was still some life in his eyes. Like <laughs> right. something hadn't been ripped out of his, tro- his chest or something. I don't, I don't know what it was. But anyway, but anyway, that, that's some of our people in the movie. Um, Oh, people that show up without credits in the beginning, uh-huh. you were talking about where they could have worked in the, the possibility of space dementia is Udo Kier yeah, yeah. is the NASA like shrink yes. who's like interviewing everybody and for comedic effect mostly. But mm-hmm. yeah, um, cause they put him through the, the right stuff training montage right. of all the weird medical tests and mm-hmm. yeah, Udo Kier is the, the weird creepy psychologist in a room making them do Rorschach tests and stuff. And, right. But this, this only, the only things we learn through this is that you know michael clark duncan is a giant dude named bear mm-hmm. and then when he gets in that room just breaks down crying because yep. that's funny but i also find out like besides being gross is the only way i can describe steve buscemi like the way they first introduce him is like everything they say about him for like the first 20 minutes is like ugh, yeah like because because <laughs> like when the feds show up to get bruce willis he's at, like on he, the oil rig yeah. he pops up behind him and is like tell him i didn't know how old that girl was and you're just like Ew. And this is, well, I think that's seconds after, like, they were explaining that, like, Liv Tyler is walking yeah. around explaining, like, she didn't know anything and she had to learn from all the people and Stupid Shimmy had to, like, 
buy her first tampons and show her how to use it. And he's like, no, 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 no. Yeah, I just <laughs> like, told her. Yeah. I didn't show her. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, it's like, and then like when they get into the psych test, it's like, there's all these things dropped about how gross Steve Buscemi is. But then he's like, I'm a genius. I just, I just work it all rig because I get to blow shit up. Yeah. There was just a weird period of time with Steve Buscemi. Cause like, you know, he's the one alive at the end of Con Air and he's with he like shows up on a playground mm-hmm. to, to and that movie yeah. treats it like haha he's he's yeah. out of you know it's like no this is the most horrific ending possible like what what was going on with people writing for Steve Buscemi where they're like yeah he he fucks and murders kids yeah it's, it's, <laughs> sometimes you might like him sometimes you don't who knows right it's it, just sometimes well, he ends up in a wood chipper yeah uh which yeah that's fun because you know because yeah. later man uh, but yes um all that happens i mean and the thing is, is like half this movie is you're being told there's a ticking clock. Yeah. And then they don't like launch into space until at least halfway through the movie. And most the the, the strangest bit of all this is like the, the from the second they go pick up Bruce Willis and take him back to, you know, NASA, wherever. And tell Houston, him, they go to yeah, Houston. and tell him all the shit's going down. Mm-hmm. It's like there is a weird time warp because then he's like, well, you're not going to send these astronauts. I'm not going to teach these astronauts how to drill. You got to send those drillers up into space because that's, be that's the only way it's going to work. Yeah. And from there, it's like from the moment like Billy Bob Thornton is like, oh, shit, there's an asteroid the size of Texas he- heading right toward us. He's like, we have 14 days. I believe it was. It or, was 17 from se- the time they okay, seven th- when they start showing the ticking clock. OK, so 17 days. Yep. That's how far we that's how long we have to do all of this. Yep. So they go pick up Bruce Willis. Yep. They take him back and they get the oh my god kind of speech, you know. And from there, it's like apparently everyone immediately left the oil rig because, you know, they they struck oil, but I guess they're done. I mean, I guess they're just, it makes sense because they're the drillers. So, I mean, yeah. other people would come it. in, you know, <laughs> like we did our job. We're out of here. Yeah. But they you know, splinter. He, he, he <laughs> fires Ben Affleck because, you know, because he was sleeping with Liv Tyler. As you do. And. So he's like, these are the people I need. And they have a little montage of like the feds trying to round them up. You know, of course, Steve Buscemi's doing gross things in a bar. Mm-hmm. Uh, Will Patton's, a, I guess, a, a gambling addict in like, Caesar's likes, Palace or whatever. Yeah. Michael Clark Duncan's riding his motorcycle like, you aren't going to catch me. Ah! You know, Come get Papa Bear. <laughs> but Ben Affleck has left and already started his own company. He yeah. has signs and everything. And it's like, guys, it's been like eight hours yeah. max. Yeah. <laughs> like. Like, you couldn't have even unpacked. <laughs> I'm just like, how did you get a sign made? <laughs> like, I mean, I get like, you know, okay, well, I'm going to go start my own business. But he's already like literally got property. It's like, no. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway. Yeah. So he has to, of course, he has to go like, no, Ben Affleck, you know, like, I wouldn't work with you anywhere on Earth. I'm not going to tell you we're going to space. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, exactly. So their, their plan is they're going to launch up. They're going to launch two, not even shuttles. They're like new things. They're. Yes. The super secret shows. Yeah, the, you know, the ones that we have. Yeah. Wink. Right. Um, <laughs> and uh, I, I don't know why, because, I mean, it's more like, I mean, it makes sense later because it's like, yeah, one of these is probably not going to make it because they're going to be flying into an asteroid that's going 22,000 miles an hour. Yeah. No, it's it's a good redundancy plan. Just, I suppose. But I mean, like, so yeah, one of you probably going to die. <laughs> but like, so Bruce Willis <laughs> is on one shuttle, Ben Affleck's on. They're both kind of like. You know, want to be guys in charge. They're, mm-hmm. they're the ones that are like driving the. Well, Ben Affleck thinks he knows everything, yeah. and Bruce Willis knows Does. everything. Sure. Yeah. But all this serves is like, okay, so their plan is they're going to launch. Mm-hmm. They're going to dock at Mir because I mean it's not even ISS. It's they're talking about the Russian space station, right. so it's Mir. Yes. Um, and they're going to refuel, 
which is where they meet Peter Stormare, yeah. who's the crazy Russian astronaut who's been up there for, I believe they say, 18 months. 18 months. So they're like, he may be a little wacky. <laughs> and of course he is, because it's Peter Stormare. Yeah. And shit immediately goes bad here. Um, nobody dies here yet. Like, the, the, even the fact that, despite the fact that Mirror blows up, because yeah. there's a problem with the oxygen t- uh, tanks or whatever, but I guess they got enough fuel. Um, anyway, but, yeah, they all get away. Yeah, they all have, like you know, there's a whole bunch of dramatic blowing up and diving away, and they almost leave Ben Affleck and Peter Stormare behind. That, but okay, so the shit that's going down in this entire sequence, I mean, uh, it would be a whole movie in some in some somewhere else. This would be the climax of a movie, right? But they are doing like there are shots of dudes running down hallways trying to get away from something, and they just have the ceiling like covered in flames, mm-hmm. like. And these are not high. Ce- these are like mm-hmm. what you think like space hallways yeah. are where you have to duck down. And there are just people running through as the entire ceiling is just a firewall chasing them down. Mm-hmm. It's I mean, it's crazy. I don't know how people didn't die making yeah. this movie. So, but. oh, other things to note is like periodically this movie will cut away and like, oh, no, the, another little chunk is going to hit somewhere because it hits like Shanghai or somewhere, you know, some it you blows know, up, blows up a Asian, Asian city, you know, a Asian port town, <laughs> yes. basically. Um but it's just like, hey, here's some people that live here. I mean, that's kind of the good and kind of the bad because, like, we get this whole it. It wouldn't be so bad if, like, you didn't have this New York intro sequence where it's like, hey, here's Eddie Griffin, he's a bike messenger or something, and mm-hmm. you know, here's some people that you will care about before we blow them up. But then it's like, hey, foreign countries, we're just going to show some shots of families and old people and stuff like that. Yeah. And then now oh, you're fucking dead. Yeah. You know, <laughs> but, you know, America. I want to say, if I remember correctly, and maybe it's in the trivia section, I don't know. I want to say, like, the Shanghai thing and the Paris thing were added way after the fact. Okay. Like, just like, we need to break up yeah, we the need some nonstop space stuff with, you know, more we need to ramp up the thing. Yeah. So. But anyway, I mean, it's just like, yeah, they, they show whatever city in asia that gets blown up and then later it's paris like right before they're about to finish their mission it's like oh yeah another chunk's headed for paris and yeah. fucking oh by the way nukes paris to the ground yeah, like oh, yeah. literally like there's a shot from from notre dame <laughs> like like uh, you know like it's just like you know yeah. there's the other Eiffel tower oh no it's probably gonna hit the landmarks no it fucking nukes paris to the ground later yeah. in the movie paris but, is gone yeah and no one no one sheds, sheds a tear <laughs> for paris no one even mentions it throughout the rest of the movie like when they come back no one says like oh by the way paris is gone yeah <laughs> Oh, well, <laughs> say la vie. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I just like that the asteroids are very targeted towards cities. Oh, yeah. Like, you know, like and landmarks, really, <laughs> you know, just, like none of them. They don't show anything hitting just like the middle of fucking nowhere. No, the and I mean, it's not hitting the true value in Arkansas. <laughs> I mean, it's, you know, World Trade Center. Yeah. Empire State Building. Mm-hmm. Eiffel Tower. Yeah. Because that's the only st- that's the only way you can get pumped in a movie. Z- is the Arc de Triomphe. Yeah. He's no more. Yeah. You just you need famous shit blowing up in a movie. Otherwise, See? you just can't get into it. Right. Anyway. So two shuttles go up. They they do a whole bunch of crazy shit for, at the space station, but nobody dies. But they do manage to pick up Peter Stormare on Ben Affleck's shuttle now. Yeah, he's long for the ride. Which is a little unfortunate because Steve Buscemi's on Bruce Willis's shuttle. <laughs> yeah. So we don't get a Fargo reunion. You know, like they they never like cross paths really. Oh, no, do. actually they do. Yeah. Yeah. He, yeah. He a little bit. But. When Steve Buscemi has been duct taped to a chair, right, right. Yeah. <laughs> he walks by and untakes the tape off his mouth, slaps him on the face, and walks by. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, "Hey, yeah, yeah it wasn't put you in wood chipper." Yeah. But finally, we, I finally I, this movie finally made me look up. I was like, "Where the fuck is Peter Stormare from?" Because like, you know, I just finally had had it. I was like, I need to finally know. He's Swedish, yeah. By the way, yes. Yeah, not Russian, not Latvia, not wherever the hell he's from. Any other time in any other movie? Man, I just Swedish. Yeah, 
It would be. F- I, I should really seek out like a, a talk show interview with him because I just want to. You know, I don't know that he has his real voice anymore. I, yeah, I don't I, think it, he does. I think he might be that degree of crazy where it's just like I don't know how to speak normal anymore. You have to go find like really old footage, like yeah. you know. It's kind of like how Al Pacino used to sound. Right, yeah. You know? <laughs> he just sounded like a dude. Yeah. Instead of like, ah. Yeah. <laughs> like, in the God, like original Godfather. He's just a guy. Yeah. Just talking like yeah, a guy. Yeah, then he made Dick Tracy, and it was just like, oh, no, all the time, like this. <laughs> I'd say Son of the Woman was probably where it started. No, Dick Tracy was before that. Was it? Yeah. I thought Son of the Woman was no, in the 80s. it was two years after oh, Dick shit. Tracy. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So. Well, hadn't he done, what was the one where the, I'm out of order, the whole court's out of order. That's where you started yelling. Oh, that's uh, Injustice for All. Yeah. That's 1980. Yeah. 79, 80. 80 so. that's where he but it's his... still, he's yeah, still kind of whiny Al Pacino guy. Yeah. Oh, he just, he, he, he at least could like kick into the, hey. Yeah. Uh, ah. <laughs> exactly. Anyway. Um, but <laughs> I digress. Uh-huh. Um, so yeah, nobody's dead yet. And, no. Um, it, it, and they do the whole slingshot around the moon. I don't know why. I guess, I mean, it makes sense. You can't really fly directly at an object that object that's going 22,000 miles an hour. But they wanted to come up from behind. Well, I'm saying you need to match velocity yeah. by slingshotting around the moon. Like I said, trying to slow down or match velocity going backwards would be very difficult. Right. So scientifically, it kind of it sort of makes sense. Oh, it checks out. I don't know about slingshotting <laughs> around the moon that has almost no gravity, but, you know. <laughs> anyway, um, so the first casualties happen because, like, you know, they keep showing this thing, and it's not just what, you know, it, it's come through our asteroid belt, you know, past Mars. Yeah. And so it's dragging a bunch of other shit. So yeah. it's just. Well, they, they really quickly show the origin of this thing. It was a rogue comet mm-hmm. that hit the asteroid belt and just propelled a giant chunk of it towards oh, okay. us is what it was. Right. It was like the comet they didn't know was coming. Mm-hmm. And they never mentioned that thing again. So I guess that's fine. That's the deep impact comet. Another team is working on that. Right. Um, but yeah, so it's just a giant chunk from the asteroid belt coming at us. And. It's refreshing that it's not just a big ball. Right. Like, it's not just, like, the meteor ball. You know, it's not just a, mm-hmm. a what you think an asteroid is. It's just craggly and, and you know, just pointy and, you know, it, it, it looks bad. Mm-hmm. So. Bad in a good way? Sure. I mean, it looks bad as in, like. D- dangerous. Oh, okay. Not bad. I mean, it looks. The, the I just was making sure good. you were, like, you know, like. Like more like you know, eighties style bad instead of like okay, because there is some dated CG in sure, this. yes, a little bit, you yeah. know, like some of the shuttle stuff is like, eh, geez, yeah, like, and some of the practical effects too are kind mm-hmm. of like you guys aren't real quite sure about the gravity situation that you want to convey in this, right. but, um, but yeah, so the problem with that is when they have to fly towards where they're supposed to land, uh, it's just it's just chaos, it's mm-hmm. just. And they're also, like, coming in right next to each other. It's like, yeah, maybe you should have spaced it out just a little bit. They launch next to each other. They yeah. they disengage the boosters right next to each other. They do a lot of stuff way too close to right. each other for two craft that have never flown before, mm-hmm. especially just even by themselves. Like, so, yeah. but whatever. You have to get both in the shot but at the same time. The the, you know, NASA dudes that are on uh, Ben Affleck shuttle basically eat it because they, like, yeah. you know... The, Rocks start going through the windshield, and then basically they, they just they can't dodge fast. Yeah, enough, they can't basically. dodge fast enough, and so like they're like, "Go lock yourselves in the cargo bay," and this shit's crash landing, and yeah. it does, and everyone's like, "Oh, they're dead." Yep, so you know, R.I.P. in peace, yep. you guys, all those people. Um, Except you think like, "Oh, Ben Affleck's the only one," and then Peter Stormare pops up like, Wah! you know, and it's yeah, like, and then Michael Kirk Duncan's all right yeah. too, and then you but know, Owen Wilson's dead. Yes, Owen Wilson is dead. And- Owen Wilson being like the only person who like <laughs> dies in this that was kind of given like well i mean there there is like the um fat cowboy dude i, I can't remember his name like 
Oh, Max. Yeah, yeah Max. But yeah. like, yeah, you know, they're the only two that like are given any personality because there's another guy that like just is there when they like, like when they had the little montage of like, this is who I want. And, mm-hmm. and this is the crazy lies they lead. When they get to NASA, there is just another dude. Yeah. And it's like, who the fuck are you? Like, yeah. Were you even on the uh, the thing in the beginning? Because you're you're literally <laughs> nondescript dude. They don't do a good job with the NASA people that go up with them. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, William Fickner and, you know, lady because it's a lady. Right. And then it's like there are a couple of other nondescript dudes that just, you know, eat it at some point. Um, yeah. So there's there's that dude on the, the drill team who we just don't know who it is. I was literally looking through the cast and I still don't know which one it is. I, I, I have no idea what his name was, but he's another drill dude. Yeah. I just don't even know what his name is. I have no yeah. clue. I, they, the only thing they even remotely mentioned anything about him is like, I think he's Hispanic because they says or something. I mean, he, he kinda, wanted his girlfriend. Yeah, he had like a couple legal. of ladies that he wanted, you know, yeah. give given citizenship as agreement. And the, and the other line that I always remember was when they're making their demands. I like that they go like, and they, these guys, they don't want to pay taxes. Like, ever. Ever. <laughs> Again. Yeah. <laughs> Which, that seems reasonable. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying like. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, but that's the only, that's the only piece of like, who is this guy? Yeah. Is that like his one, one of his demands was like that he wants a couple of people given legal citizenship or some shit. Yeah. But. That's it. It's it's just so it's strange. Owen Wilson just gets this like Ben Affleck is super broken up about Owen Wilson, but mm-hmm. Owen Wilson in this movie kind of feels like an afterthought. He just feels like he's kind of jammed into scenes like because he's not in any of the oil rig stuff. Mm-mm. Like when they go get him, it's like it's the first time we've seen Owen Wilson. Yeah. And I saw him in the credits. I was like, I didn't remember Owen yeah. Wilson was in this. But yeah. So I was like, wow, <laughs> <laughs> you were. That's how you were. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, they've uh, they've got to figure out how to get over to where the rest of the team are who mm-hmm. landed successfully, but missed the mark by like 26 miles. And so mm-hmm. now they have to drill through like pure iron. Yeah, they're just something. like, well, I guess. We, well, I, I don't think it's necessarily that the drilling through the iron is the problem. It's that where they landed now, they don't have radio communication because okay. it's basically like it's, you know, it's a big iron yeah. magnet type thing. Yeah. You know, so it's not really that they can't drill there. It's more that like, oh, shit, you land us here. Now we can't talk to them. Yeah. I mean, it's just everything that could go wrong does. Oh, absolutely. Like at, just from the get go, like mm-hmm. they it, it, other the than smoothest the other... everything goes is that they launch and they dock with the space station. Yep. And yes. then after that, everything is fucked. Absolutely. <laughs> yep. I mean, you know, the most of the training stuff goes OK, other than the people are kind of idiots. And yeah. they're like, don't stick me with that needle and, you know, <laughs> don't stick the anal intruder in there. She's like, I'm just here to drill, Doc. She's like, oh, good. So am I. <laughs> I want to stick this big old thing up your ass. But uh, <laughs> but yes, from the second they dock with the space station, it's like, nope, nothing else is going to go right ever. Yeah. Because yeah. they get like 20 feet in the ground and break the drill head and the transmission, I think. And mm-hmm. then immediately, that's when the military is like, they've made it 27 feet. <laughs> Fucking plan B. Let's nuke this thing on the surface. Call it like we're about yeah. to. Because then it starts this whole ticking clock of like, this is, we're about to lose remote detonation capabilities well what happened was when it when the thing passes by the moon it mm-hmm. alters the yeah, it starts spinning yeah and they're like we didn't anticipate it spinning on all three axes so we're gonna lose communications after like seven minutes we don't know if we'll get it back right the only problem with this is like whatever communication thing is talking to the nuke could also talk to the people sure. it, it, they get they give them this like <laughs> we only have three minutes left of communication but we have like 15 minutes left of being able to remote detonate it yeah it's like no you can send a signal like, on that no too. radio's radio <laughs> like <laughs> yeah. you know like, <laughs> yeah. whatever whatever band you're using for, to talk to that can talk to people too but yeah. anyway yeah so <laughs> president's like well fuck it nuke it on the surface and that's when they get the whole thing of like you know he draws the gun and you know and then 
Bruce Willis is basically like, you're going to have to shoot me because like, if you do this, you've killed everyone on Earth. Mm-hmm. And obviously, I'm going to take a bullet for that because I believe in this. And everyone's, you know, Billy Bob Thornton's all to Keith David, like, this is one order you shouldn't obey. They have hacker dudes trying to interrupt the signal. Okay, so this is like full on like, Elevators full of Air Force dudes have shown up to mm-hmm. take over NASA, and they're like going to stations and just like pushing nerds out of the way and taking over. So, Billy Bob Thornton is trying to figure out how do we subversively stop this from happening, and he has one of his nervous Dr. Nerd friends. He's like, you know, cut off the signal, so cut off the other remote signal so they can't do it. And so, when he does cut that signal, uh, one of the dudes tells Keith David that, uh, sir, the override, they've overridden it. <laughs> <laughs> Which someone wrote, wrote that pen to paper and then have somebody say it is so good. Yeah. The override. It's been overridden. <laughs> so good. And it's a great line. It's and so- Keith David just turns around and glares and play Bob Thornton. It's just, uh, yeah. And they're like, out of my way, nerd. And they're yeah. like, override that override. Yeah. But then they, you know, he finally talks Bill Fichter into actually shutting it down. So yeah. there's like, you know, two seconds left. They cut the line on the bomb and shut it down there. Yeah. And they're like, we're drilling it. Swear to hand on hand on my daughter. I don't know. I don't know why you put hand on my daughter. Hand to God, whatever. Sure. Swear on my daughter's soul. Like yep. we will make eight hundred feet. You know. Yeah. But like, so okay, the survivors of the other shuttle have all gotten into their moon rover mm-hmm. and are flying toward or driving towards the sick. The, all they have is a signal. They don't know right. if anything's alive or anything. Um, and they've got to jump a canyon at one point. Because mm-hmm. uh, that's another one of the things that they do to get around science Mm -hmm. is they basically say we have we developed these suits that will counteract the lack of gravity on this thing that will you know we have little rocket packs on these that will be pushing you down to the surface to make you feel like you're on earth right it's just a way to get around it it's like no like (laughs) i mean there's there's not enough fuel like these are these are like future thin you know these are not like nasa bulky spacesuits like there's no way there's even enough oxygen for them to work as long as they do much less whatever propellant is pushing them down constantly yeah they they don't have any problems with (laughs) with air tanks or anything like that ever yeah the only time air tanks come into play is at the very very end of the movie but um anyway so yeah that's that's one thing other than like people's visors getting busted and suffocating that way Mm -hmm. except they don't because they just scream it's like you know you're in space but um anyway like yeah, the, the the first dude who dies in the movie is a, a, just a NASA dude repairing a satellite, and that's when the mm-hmm. first like chunks of the thing they murder him. To which he screams, and you're like, "Oh, well, yeah. in space you can hear that guy scream." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so yes, that's the Ben Affleck story. Is like we're gonna ride this moon buggy over and meet up with them. Yeah, which is really just you know some Deus Ex Machina because like you know they end up breaking the drill almost to the end mm-hmm. and then it's like well fuck it well, i don't know we tried sorry earth and the whole earth is like well fuck it we're dead and then they, ben Affleck- they do like tell earth they're fucked and yeah. it's just the news is oh, just the news like, is like we're done we're going like, off the air hey guys uh it failed everyone's fucked we're going off the air now mm-hmm. good luck to you all and it's just shots of middle america getting in there yeah their tornado basements and <laughs> good night good luck you're <laughs> fucked yeah. it's why would you broadcast that it's just the why what it's man that was Ed, edward r morros <laughs> uh, yeah some deep references mm-hmm. anyway yep but yeah so they they jump this canyon and ben affleck is like hey, you ever heard of evil knievel and peter stormer is like no i have never seen star wars <laughs> so dumb but good like but anyway they get there and they're just like woo we're here let's do the thing and you know then it just becomes like we've got an hour to drill 200 feet do it and 
then you know it, it's just like trust me i'm ben affleck i know what i'm saying and and they do it mm-hmm. they they drill the thing and they're going to shoot the thing off but then it's like oh we, all that fucking around with the nuclear bomb we did uh the trigger's busted yeah somebody's got to stay behind yeah so it's funny because like wayne fickner's like the two of us have to fly this ship so we can all stay or you guys can draw straws and then just like hand comes up with pre-cut well, straws right in the I mean, <laughs> there's a couple other things that happen first because right. like first like you know Peter Stormare is like for my country I will stay yeah. I will not be a coward and, no way, and Steve Buscemi's like dude I thought I was dying anyway Let me, I know you think I'm crazy but I'll totally do it yeah. and everyone just kind of looks at him like yeah. I, lo- I love that like no one even like acknowledges him for the fact that yeah. he, the fact that he declares space dimension no one says another word to Steve Buscemi nope. for the rest of this movie except, no for, one... except for the stripper that he oh right yeah that, but no literally no one addresses <laughs> Steve Buscemi directly after that yes. have you noticed that did you notice yeah. that like like no one no yeah. one says anything yeah no he's babbling the whole time and, just... <laughs> and no one even says a word back no. to him no but anyway um they draw straws ben affleck gets the short straw yeah so bruce Willis is like i'll take him down and then pulls it pulls, pulls his oxygen out it's just like get back up there you're gonna date yeah. my you're gonna marry my little girl yeah and and man ben, ben affleck goes off on this crying jag that i i can't remember what Kevin Smith thing it was where they just it was like one of the commentary tracks for something that they did where they just fucking rip him to shreds for his performance in that scene but it is the funniest shit they're just like the entire time they're just constantly just I love you Harry they're just throwing that line in his face the whole time mm-hmm. it's I don't know Ben Affleck not not a good crier <laughs> I, I just know. think it's funny, too, that like the two main characters of this movie are two dudes known for not being able to stop smirking all the time. Mm-hmm. And it seemed like Bruce Willis had just gotten over that. But Ben Affleck's right in the thick of it. <laughs> like he he cannot just not be smirking at half the time. And it's just like, I think maybe that's what broke Bruce Willis of it, where he was just like, look at this fucking idiot. <laughs> yeah, we got a new smirker in town here. <laughs> yes. It was a cover of Entertainment Weekly. <laughs> There's, a new There's a new smirker in town. <laughs> Smirk off Bruce Willis. <laughs> ben Affleck's here. Yeah, so yeah. Bruce Bruce Willis stays behind, and then I don't know, some more shit explodes, and he's got to go track down the the trigger again, and yeah, blows it with like ten seconds to go again, of course, yeah. because that's why not. Because there's also like this imaginary line, yes, where they're like, <laughs> if, if, if they're like, if it doesn't get blown here, it's not going to clear. You know, when it splits into perfectly two pieces <laughs> of asteroid, it's not going to clear Earth unless we do it. You know, blow it up by here. Yeah, we've worked it out. We've yes. got the math. But of course he does it, and then About two seconds before it hits that line, yeah, yeah, and then like you know everyone on Earth can see the explosion and is like, "Hooray, we're not going to die!" And slow motion end, and you know whatever. It's mm-hmm. the end of the movie; it doesn't yeah. matter. It's happy, 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 happy. You yeah. know, Billy Bob Thornton gets a patch. He does. You know, he wanted. He, he, he always wanted yeah, to be an astronaut, but his little backstory: they don't. You know, he's got Forrest Gump style leg braces on. Yeah. On and he's just like, "Yep, I obviously had to go into technical because mm-hmm. you know, look at my legs." And, yep. I mean, sure, they, don't, go up they don't like show it, show it. I mean, it's not like he's got full on like over the pants leg braces. It's just he's got like one of those little boot things, mm-hmm. you know, at one point. And it's just like, here's your backstory. I, I, I want to be up there with you. Yeah. Now. Yes. We've kind of recapped the plot, which sure. is like our old school way of doing things. However, yeah. um, when we're talking notable scenes, there's there's one in particular that I, I want to bring up because it's it's an iconic scene and it's an extremely fucked up scene. All right. Because... <laughs> all right so the, during their during their, their training montage you know they're, they're doing all this stuff and they're yelling at each other and they're like god damn it harry and you, you gotta listen to me and oh kid you're gonna fuck it up and all this and, and eventually like despite all the ticking clock bruce willis comes and says my guys need one night off 10 hours like 
you know, otherwise they're going to forget. Like, even though they've been in here a couple days, they're going to forget what they're fighting for. It's like, Earth. Like, you've you've had some time here. Yeah, but, they're not going to forget. Yeah. But anyway, <laughs> everyone goes off and does their own thing. You know, Steve Buscemi goes and borrows, like, 100 grand from some mob dude. Yes. And it's just like, whatever. That's 60% I'm, interest. I'm not, I'm not coming back, so fuck it. Let's, you know, takes half the crew to a strip crazy strip club, which looks like the same um, set from Bad Boys, the mm-hmm. club in Bad Boys. I don't mm-hmm. know. Maybe it is. Maybe it's not. We'll find out. Maybe it's just... Michael Bay light shit like that, but yeah, I'm not like lights, not like likes. Oh, okay. yeah, like it just makes sure cl- thinks that's what clubs look like. Um, I, but anyway, it's not. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, I've never been in one that looked like that. Okay. Uh, anyway, so this is time for Ben Affleck and Liv Tyler to go, you know, do the nasty in on like the Apollo One memorial site, which is I'm no, re- that that's she's that's she and Bruce Willis have a discussion there. Is that where it happens? Yeah. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. But first, that like the first thing that have like they're in like a booster rocket in mm-hmm. one of the hangars making out and bruce willis just stands there and watches them make out oh right okay <laughs> yes all right so the animal cracker scene is later but right. first off like yeah so there's one point where they're just kind of sort of like you know gently caressing not full-on boning but they're about to i guess yeah and it's when he asks her to marry him right but like but he's just like eating her shoulder <laughs> yeah so i just want to bring it up because like bruce willis kind of comes around the corner sees it and doesn't say anything he's just like oh well i guess this is what it is so there's a little bit of like movie dad voyeurism going on uh-huh. while a sad piano version of i don't want to miss a thing is playing so Liv tyler's actual dad is scoring her session about to be fuck session yeah it's yeah, it's pretty fucked up if you think about it. It's very strange. And then later, the animal crackers were actually going to actually fuck is to don't want to miss a thing. Yeah. While mm-hmm. I just there's several Aerosmith songs throughout this. Oh, the whole soundtrack is Aerosmith. Like they just got lazy and were just like, ah, all Aerosmith. Let's do that. Yeah. But yeah, well, that's... Not, not completely because there is like there is some there's some weird soundtrack choices there's, like Pusher Man from uh, yeah. Superflies on this. Yeah. And stuff like yeah. I, I don't know, like and then uh, some other stuff. I don't know, whatever. But it's just yep anyway i just i that notable because it's it's really weird if you think about it like you know mm-hmm. here's movie dad watching while actual dad is sad piano playing the hit song from the movie right. yeah it's um it's gross and also i'm gonna i'm just gonna i'm gonna reiterate it i'm sorry and i i, I think she's beautiful and it's not a knock but goddamn Liv tyler has huge hands yeah once again i i mean Again, either these men have tiny heads, which is entirely possible. I don't know what's going on in Hollywood, but every time she puts her hands up to the guy's head, it's like it's his whole head. Yeah, she she does uh, wrap her fingers around Ben Affleck's face at one point, uh-huh. and it looks like a, a face hugger yeah, from Alien. It really does. <laughs> not hey, not I, knocking it. No, no. I mean, big yeah. hands can be yeah fine. I'm yeah. just saying. Uh, I like that big uh, hands touch glands. It, it, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I don't know. Gross. Thick, Put that on a bumper sticker. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, you know, I, I also have to mention the animal cracker scene because uh-huh. for some reason Ben Ax- Ben Ben Affleck decides to develop an accent and do you know? Oh, you mean this Australian accent? Yeah, he he does that for a while, and then uh-huh. so he goes through his whole like yeah the gazelle and you know does all of his gross like should they go north and the giant peaks or down south to the cavernous whatever, and it's. So this is the weirdest fucking conversation ever. And then Liv Tyler says, do you think other people on Earth are doing this right now? You know, and mm-hmm. he's like, oh, yeah, totally, because I have to believe people are good. And I'm like, no, no one is fucking doing this anywhere. It's making animal crackers dance on each other. It's fucking... um, Chuck, are you trying to tell me you've never done that with animal crackers? 
you never had a conversation whether an animal cracker is actually a cracker because it's sweet. No. And I, then I, made them dance on a lady's body. No. I, Chuck, you, I, you're not living right. I, apparently, I'm not living Tyler right. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, there's just... This movie's exhausting, like not in a bad way, but it's like by the time you hit the two hour and 20 minute mark of like now the finale is happening, you're just like, all right, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's it's I will say I think it's a better movie before they go to space. If that's not, if that makes any sense, the it is it the is the anticipation, despite the fact that it's like a ticking clock and time warping and all that. I don't know why, but they are two very distinctly different movies. I, I think I think what I like about the first half of the movie is that despite the bad line, I like that everyone's like these fucking guys yeah. are the, are the fate of the entire world. Oh, Keith these, David in particular is these just like, fucking guys? these are the people that you've chosen yeah. for to I, save I just, the world. I like that vibe in it. And, and there's not enough people doing it once they're in space. I yeah. mean, I guess because everyone's like, well, they're in space. What the fuck are we going to do now? William Fickner does get face into camera broadcast to NASA and says, this is the worst thing NASA has ever done. Like the, hiring these people is the worst thing NASA has ever done. Like right in the middle of the entire mission control is standing there watching this happen. I, I don't, <laughs> I don't know about that, uh, Billy, but I, I don't want to name specific tragedies that have happened under NASA's watch, but yeah. Yeah. I, you know, hyperbole aside, it's... They, they don't give Fickner enough, time before to why he is just suddenly a raging asshole and it's just like you and your entire team can eat a dick and then they're just like how about we disarm this bomb and drill the hole and then he's like yeah okay let's do that <laughs> it's, it's just, i don't it, it just it, he goes from talk about the wrong stuff to i'm gonna pull a gun and murder these people <laughs> it's like sure like what scenes got cut of like the astronauts being pushed aside like fuck you guys, the drillers are now you know the 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 heroes of this thing. There's something there, but you just don't have time for it in a two and a half hour movie to explore it. So it just comes across as real sudden of just like, man, fuck you, NASA. How dare you pair me up with these guys? I'm gonna murder them all with my space gun. <laughs> Sorry, I, I I am looking over the uh, giant list of people in this movie, uh-huh. and I totally. Yeah. I mean, I like when the the. I don't know, proctologist nurse or whatever showed up. I was like, you look familiar. Ellen I totally Clay forgot. Clay. I was Clay, Ellen Click or yeah. SNL person. I was like, it's been just enough time that I forgot mm-hmm. that era's cast of SNL. But yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's just it. Like, there's so many people in this movie. It's like, like, I, um, Will Patton's wife was April O'Neil in the first, uh, Ninja Turtles movie. Oh, yeah. Like, uh, like I'm watching it. I was like, why do I know who you are? Cause mm-hmm. I've seen Ninja Turtles one a billion times and I should have realized that. But yeah. yeah. Anyway, remember that for, you know, April. <laughs> Oh, we did that one time. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. That was a weird theme month. That was not a theme month at all. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> every every week was a different theme. <laughs> oh, that was yeah, fun. We're good, stupid. Good times. Anyway, that's Armageddon. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> <laughs> I've been waiting this whole podcast to say that. Good, good, fantastic. <laughs> Appreciate you. Um, the, the the music here, I like it better than the rock. The mm-hmm. the the main Armageddon theme is really good. Um, you know, there's a lot of Aerosmith in this, whatever, but like that. Okay. So there are two or three instances in this where if you're a cynical bastard, you could be like, this is fucking stupid. But it's like when they, like the president is giving a speech about 
how we are going to defeat Armageddon and Mm -hmm. technology and man and everything as they're launching the two uh, shuttles into space. That's all. I don't care. Mm -hmm. That's all real good. Mm -hmm. It's just real like, fuck, yeah, this is what everything is supposed to be. That's what that's what this country is supposed to be. That's what space force is supposed to be. That's what we're supposed to be doing. Mm -hmm. Um, He did this in The Rock, too, and I didn't mention it last week. But like when when San Francisco would be threatened in that movie, he would show random images of just various things in San Francisco, just to remind you, like, this is San Francisco. It's about to get wiped out. And so, like, when someone is giving a speech in this, they will show just, like, here's middle America, here's, you know, what's going on in New York. Here, mm-hmm. It does a very good job of establishing, like, okay, the entire planet is resting on this. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, no, like I said, I, I think all that's good. I just think it's a, it's a little weird that it's like, hey, these foreign countries are about to get wiped out worse than New York did. Yeah. You know, like, Paris is going to get wiped <laughs> off the map, and it's just like, I don't know, here's a guy eating a baguette. You know, fuck him. <laughs> Whatever, you don't give a shit. Well, it's it, France. It's kind of the same Zionistic bullshit that we did in Independence Day, which right. is just basically everyone standing around like, the Americans have a plan. What are they going to do? Let's do that, too. You know, it's mm-hmm. just like that. no one else was bothering to do anything or think about their own thing. It was just like, what are the Americans going to do to save us all? So, yeah, everyone else is just sitting in their yard praying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but, yeah, uh, Armageddon is is real good. I mean, it's, it's real dumb, but mm-hmm. it alternates between real dumb and, I'm sorry, sincerely good. Yeah. Like, there are... There, there were good, like, 20 to 30-minute chunks of this where you and I were silent, where it was just like, this is a good movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's nothing to joke about. This is pretty good. <laughs> so, well, I mean, did get a Criterion release, so there's a reason. Yeah. Yes. But so did The Rock, by the way. Well, okay. That one's silly. <laughs> I mean, I'm just... There is nothing Criterion Collection about The Rock. At least this, like, dances around being an actual film from time film. to time. <laughs> I'm just... Like, no. There are moments. Yeah. Like, The Rock is... I mean, you can enjoy The Rock, but The Rock is fucking stupid beginning to end. Like, everything that's happening is ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yes. I mean, it's, uh, same thing. It's like, I, I, just in case you think I'm shitting on The Rock, I would say the same thing about Fast Five. From beginning to end, that movie is fucking stupid. It's the best kind of stupid. Yeah. But it's fucking stupid beginning yes. to end. <laughs> you know? I mean, like I said, there is there is enjoyable shit, and then there's like, I have to be an actual film critic and go like, no, this is <laughs> actually stupid. <laughs> yeah. Um, I guess we should just go ahead and read it. We should. Um, I, I, two in a row here, I gotta give it five jocks. I mean, it's just, it's fucking great. I mean, it, like I said, it's a little exhausting. It's a little too long. Mm -hmm. There's a little too much going on. I agree with you that the pre-space stuff is better than the post or the space stuff. Mm -hmm. Uh, but I, I still like that they get into space and everything goes wrong. Everything goes wrong. Mm -hmm. And yet they still pull it off. So I, this is one of those movies that over time people have been like Armageddon is the fucking worst. And I'm like, you, you have no joy in your heart. So yeah, it's a big, dumb movie. It is a, a big, loud, dumb, flashy movie, but you know what? It's fun. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of fun. It's five jocks. So this is a weird one. If I were doing a five star rating system, mm-hmm. I, I would give this the same rating. I, I'm going to give it five jocks. But in in my mind, it is a four and a half star, four and a half jocks movie. We don't do halves, so I'm I'm, I'm rounding up because it's fucking Armageddon. <laughs> but I'm saying like the only thing I would take away that half star for is just the 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 occasional cringeworthy stuff, yeah. like the, I mean, 
there are some misses in this movie. There, there are, like, yeah, when, swing when it, and a miss. Yeah, when it misses hard, it misses really hard. Yeah. Like, you know, that kind of like swing where it's just like the person actually falls over, you know, because <laughs> like, they're expecting to hit a that baseball. That is the best way yeah. I've ever heard that described. You know, I'm just saying, like, like, but then when it hits hard, it's like, it's fucking out of the park. Yeah. You know, so it's like, I would only take away that half star only because like the misses are like, ugh, you know, like, yeah. fucking face planet. But anyway, no, it's right. it's really good. Yeah. And I, I apologize for anything ill I've ever said of Armageddon. <laughs> hey, it's a good movie. Yeah. Um so yeah, that's it. It is. It's Armageddon. It's mm-hmm. over. <laughs> we are now post Armageddon. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see what we can do. We're, We're gonna break up into tribes. Post apocalyptic. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess we had to come up with themes for yeah. what our outfits are gonna be. <laughs> uh yeah. I'm thinking War Boy. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so if you want to, uh, get on board with our, uh, our tribe here mm-hmm. and, and survive the, the wastelands, uh, go on over to patreon.com slash BMFcast and throw a dollar at us if money yeah. still has value. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> if you, if you, you know, you contribute a dollar, you will be the, let's see, you'd be the Ayatollah of rock and roller mm-hmm. if you contribute a dollar. Yes. <laughs> it's, the logic is sound. <laughs> <laughs> that makes perfect sense. Uh, yeah, you're going to get to hear the show as it goes live. Uh, you get to vote on what we do for this show. Um, so you will be, you will be, a, you will be one of the chosen ones <laughs> in our new society. Uh, if you just want to be a follower, if you just want to, you know, tag along and and maybe not get killed, uh, <laughs> just thank you for listening to this on the regular feed. But hey, you should really just join the elite. And come over to Patreon and, and, and be with everybody else, because we'll take you to the promised land. Yeah. <laughs> also, we have all the water. So <laughs> oh, we do. Yeah. yeah. If you want, you know, if you want a drink. Yeah. If you want some water, come <laughs> holler at your boys. Right. Exactly. Um, yeah. So that's it. We're going to have another poll uh, this week. Pick our next movie. Still doing Baywatch. Although there might be an option in this poll to take a break. We'll see. Oh. I don't know about all that. I'm just saying, I, we'll just, I want to find out what the people think. Mm. So there may be just like, hey, take a break. I think we, I mean, I think if anything, we chill with something like Pain and Gain or The Island. Like just something that was like. The Island is, is part of the choices. It's, okay. Okay. It, so. They, I mean, I'm not trying to sway the voters. I'm just saying like, let's like go something sort of B tier, like, you know, s- s- as chill as Michael Bay can be, you know? <laughs> like Benghazi. <laughs> <laughs> well, sure. That, you can get, why you want to chill out with some Benghazi yeah, yeah. movie? Yeah. yeah. This is Jim Halpert looking at the camera. <laughs> so we'll, we'll find out. Uh, I don't know. I think there are three good options in the poll and then one option of just like, hey, take a break. So we'll we'll find out what people think. I don't want, I don't want people to get over Bay exposed to, you know, some, sometimes people just too much cutting. Just, mm-hmm. too, just too much cutting. So uh, we'll find out. So uh, that'll be next week. And... Until then, I'm Chuck. And I'm Harlow. And this is Bamcast Extra. Bye-bye.